Hey everyone, Peter here. I hope you all are well and staying safe right now. This holiday season, the most important thing is to stay healthy and keep your loved ones and community safe. So, I wrote a short essay about a character I really like from one of my favorite stories. This will be unlike our main episodes where we workshop stories that Izzy or I wrote. This is purely a short, fun ramble about an amazing character. I hope you enjoy. I may be occasionally dropping episodes here and there that don't quite fit in with our normal episodes. Depending on how much time I have, I will be working on an essay about how to train your dragon in the patriarchy, Avatar and the Legend of Korra in the nation-state, and a very interesting idea, I think, about why Bellatrix wasn't a Death Eater until after she escaped from Azkaban in the Order of the Phoenix. I can't commit to any of those yet, but I'm hoping that one day you'll hear my thoughts about all of that. Anyway, moving on. The Owl House is a Disney show created by Dana Terrace. It tells the story of a teenage girl named Luz Noceda, who accidentally discovers the demon realm. After a crazy adventure, she decides to stay and train to become a witch. The Owl House is one of my favorite stories, and that is in large part thanks to the character of Luz. In this episode of Determination, Deliberation, and Dragons, I want to talk a little bit about why I connect with Luz and explore what makes her a superb character. Many stories focus on a character who doesn't feel as if they fit in. In Harry Potter, for example, the main character Harry is treated awfully by his aunt and uncle, and then finds out that he is a wizard, and is enrolled at what he is led to believe is the greatest wizarding school in the world. Side note, Durmstrain is a much better and socially conscious school, but that is a story for a different episode. We, the readers, identify with Harry finding out more about this entirely new world. We discover the secrets of Hogwarts with him. Luce also finds herself an outcast in her story. She has no friends in Connecticut. In the very first episode, we see that her interests don't really seem to be shared by anyone in the school. No one else brings in live snakes for their book reports. Luce is signed up for a summer camp that is designed to rein in some of her antics. The camp is quite literally called Think Inside the Box. Luce is on her way to this camp when a strange little owl steals her favorite book and takes it through a portal to the demon realm. Luce follows, not realizing that she is leaving Earth behind her. It doesn't take her long to realize that she is suddenly far from her home. She meets Ida a woman with pointed ears who claims to be the most powerful witch in this new land called the Boiling Isles. In one of the most endearing scenes, Luce asks a small purple fairy if this is all just a dream. The fairy then tries to eat her. So many of us read books as a way of leaving our own world behind and exploring magical places that we felt we could belong in. I used to imagine myself in all sorts of stories, I still do, but now as an adult, I do realize that living in a place like the Star Wars universe would be incredibly frightening. Tatooine really needs to enact some gun control laws. 
despite realizing she is in way over her head. Luz can't help but be amazed at all the new sights of the demon realm. However, it isn't until she meets some fellow oddballs who have been imprisoned for subversive behavior, like writing fanfiction about food and thinking that the earth is a triangle, which does indeed frustrate me a little bit as an earth scientist, that she decides to stay. This is more than a wondrous world filled with magic to loose. It is a place where she can not fit in with other people. This is about community and mutual support. This takes me to my next point. In the very next episode, Luce is scammed into taking on a quest for a fake mystical staff. She is told that the staff can only be gained by the mythical Chosen One. Luce revels in her quest and soaks in the idea of being the Chosen One, only to have that idea squashed when she realizes the entire quest was a setup to destroy Ida's potion-making business. Luce isn't destined to save the world because of some unknowable, powerful force. And yet, that doesn't stop her from choosing to continue to learn magic and fighting tyranny wherever she can. Anyone can be a hero, if they so choose. In this way, she is unlike Harry Potter. Harry began as a relatable underdog, and then we found out he and he alone has the power to stop Voldemort. Similarly, Rey in Star Wars was declared a nobody in The Last Jedi, and then revealed to be a uniquely destined descendant of Palpatine in The Rise of Skywalker. I love the character of Luce so much more because she defies these conventions and inspires me to be the best person I can be. Whereas Harry and Rey seem to indicate that I have no place in fighting evil. Unless I find out that Palpatine is my grandfather as well, or that a dark wizard accidentally gave me some of his powers, I really have no business leaving the safety of my home. The Chosen One trope is disempowering, and Luce does a lot to remedy it. She is what Harry and Ray should have been. She is special because she is Luce. I also love how nerdy Luce is. Some people liken Harry Potter to a nerdy outcast, but that is so incorrect. In a lot of ways, Harry is an underdeveloped character who was designed to feel relatable to a mass audience, but is really just a jock who isn't particularly focused on school or anything academic. Hermione certainly is more nerdy, but that doesn't necessarily mean that Harry is too. Luce, on the other hand, exudes nerdiness. She is constantly fangirling over her favorite book series about the good witch Azora. She even copies some of Azora's catchphrases when she is fighting bad guys. When she meets Amity, the character I relate most to in this show, she tries to set up an Azora book club. We don't ever see the book club, but I'd like to think she and Amity regularly meet in Amity's secret library hideout and discuss Azora. It isn't just Azora that Luce loves to geek out over. She is a fan of all things magic, and though her primary reason for staying in the demon realm isn't because she wants to learn magic, it certainly is an added bonus. 
when she finally enrolls in magic school. She wants to study everything. Witches have to pick certain tracks in school, kind of like majors. Luce essentially chooses the liberal arts major. Not only does she get to study all of the different kinds of magic, but she gets a really cool rainbow uniform. Luce is also really into writing. In one of my favorite episodes of season one, she enters a writing competition with her demon pal named King. Together, they write an epic story filled with romance and unnecessary violence. The two of them also have an argument over the importance of shipping, which was hysterical. I feel like this is a great moment to shamelessly promote the only worthwhile ship in Harry Potter, the Ginny and Luna ship. Anyway, Luce is creative, and I think her interest in writing really helps her adapt to the demon realm and approach things with an open mind. Her open-mindedness contributes to her ample positivity, yet another wonderful characteristic of Luce's. I certainly struggle with being optimistic. Pessimism and gloom are so easy to fall into. Despite being on an island where the rain boils and flesh-eating fairies roam about, Luce is constantly upbeat. She has her moments of doubt, for sure, but she never lets that get in the way of doing what she needs to do. This is especially true when her friends are in danger. Despite knowing barely any magic or how things work, she is quick to stand up and advocate for her friends. Luce meets a girl named Willow, who wants to study plant magic, but is forced on the abomination track. A magic track which still makes no sense to me? You, like, make these gloopy purple monsters? Anyway, she immediately decides to help Willow become the top of the class by posing as her magical abomination. Later, when Willow is being bullied by the school's sports star, Luce challenges the bully to a sports match. In a different episode, Luce accidentally hurts Ida's magical owl companion and goes through a number of impossible trials to make amends. She is an amazing friend and is always willing to stand up for others. The Owl House, as a show, does a wonderful job of treating all the characters with kindness and respect. No one is made into humor because of who they are. There isn't a single joke made at someone's expense. And yet, it manages to be a funny show. I think a large part of that is due to Luce's sense of being a misfit and her constant efforts to be a positive force for the people around her. I feel supported just by watching her support others. Possibly the best part is watching her interact with the character of Amity Blight, the daughter of rich inventors who are trying to climb the social ladder. If you haven't watched the show yet, this is the time for you to pause, go watch the show, and then come back and finish the rest of this episode. Amity is my second favorite character in the show, though she is the character I relate to the most. She starts off on the wrong foot with Luce. Amity has been taught by her parents to associate only with the kids of other well-to-do witches. She abandoned her old friend Willow, the girl Luce befriends, in order to pursue more lucrative friendships. Luce watches her bully Willow 
and helps Willow at school. An act which allows Willow to pursue plant magic, but also angers Amity and starts their rivalry. The two of them even have a witch's duel that goes poorly for the both of them. But eventually, they do become friends. Amity remains a little bit distant for a while. But in her last episode of season one, she decides to commit entirely to her new friendship with Luce. This friendship blossoms in season two, and eventually, Luce and Amity become more than friends. Luce was already a fantastic character, but seeing LGBTQ representation this clearly on a Disney show is still so unthinkable to me. It's hard to believe that that actually happened. It still makes me so happy seeing these characters experience love in this way and realizing that so many LGBTQ kids who watch this show will feel validated by it. There's so much more to talk about with regards to Luce, but I'm going to end the episode here. All in all, I've rarely met a character in any form of storytelling who I can relate so much to. Though I love Harry Potter and Star Wars, it should be clear from this episode that I never fully connected with the characters in those stories. There was always some element of separation and unbelievability. But I believe in Luce fully, and I strive to be as bold and creative as she is whenever possible.